You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's normally on a Tuesday, but today it's Thursday, so it's time for It's My Money, brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, which is voted SA's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020. It's My Money is today going to cover investor behaviour in the current market, and I'm speaking to Stefan Janser van Furen from Brenthurst Wealth, of course. And Stefan, you know, last night summed up investor behaviour to me because in the morning, in the New York morning and in the um, early evening South African time, the Dow Jones, the S&P and the NASDAQ were all up over 1%. And then I switched off my screen for a while because I thought it would be an easy evening. And then just before the close, I turned my screen on again. And all of those three indices were down well over 1%. And it's all to do with uh, uh, the new COVID um, a variant uh, being found in the United States, one case in California. So investors behaved badly. So this is the subject of your topic today. Yeah. Um, thanks for thanks for having me and, and giving me opportunity, Lindsay. Thank you. I think um, investor behaviour, especially over the short term, as you said, last it's it's, it's within a day, intraday investor behaviour to have such a effect. Um, no, we, we can't predict that, and it is terrible behavior, as you pointed out. Uh, the, the, the behavior that we like to instill with, with our clients or, or, or the outlook that we, we would like to provide is, is, is one what's far more uh, longer-term thinking or, or, or aimed at longer-term performance yes. and short-term prediction of, of markets. Um, so, yeah, you're rightly pointing out that's terrible behavior. And I think last last week, Friday, markets were, were down. Monday, they were up again. So it's, it's, a, it's a rough ride at the moment. Yeah, and uh, it's, 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 it, people say to me that that always happens when a market is about to change trend. In other words, if it's very, very low, you get this extreme volatility as people position themselves. And the market at the moment is very, very high. And that brings me to your first point. Uh, number one, you say high equity valuations. You say higher valuations could mean asymmetric risk versus return. In other words, bigger downside risk versus lower upside potential. Is that what you see in equity markets at the moment? I'm a bit wary to look at the equity market as, as a whole. I think there are c- certain sectors and pockets uh, that you have to dissect it by. And cert- certainly some of those pockets or, or sectors are extremely overvalued. Um, and they've had a, a, a long run, but I think they are a bit overstretched now. But then you do have other sectors um, that haven't had their time in the sun yet. And I think it, I don't think it'd be wise to set, to, to remove equity uh, out of your portfolio. Uh, you might reduce your asset allo- your your allocation to the asset class, but certainly don't remove the asset class as a whole. Just tilt it towards the more undervalued stocks at the moment as they, they, they might not be as stretched. So if we do see a big correction, um, they won't have the, the massive down downward spiral that, that could happen in the in the stretched pockets. Okay, so you're saying take profits, reduce rate of investment on overvalued pockets of the market. So in other words, let's say that you'd put um, 3% of your portfolio into one particular stock, and because of its rise in value, it's now gone to uh, 6 or 7% of your portfolio. You'll say, well, that's a little bit too much exposure in one equity, so I'll reduce it back to, the, to 3 4%, something like that. That's just prudent money management, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I think it's important to note that to reduce, not to reduce investment, reduce the rate of investment. Uh, so it's still allocate to, to the money. If, if you've got a debit order going to investment or you planning to invest every quarter, still do that. Still allocate your equities as the best time to invest is still now, um, as we don't know how the, how the future is going to look. But maybe just reduce the, the, your, the, the, the speed to which you allocate to the overvalued pockets. But uh, they, we still, as we say, we can't predict and they can still rally for the next three, four, five years and you'll be on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, so still, still invest, um, but just reduce your, the speed at which you allocate money to these overstretched um, pockets. So the money that you take out, you shouldn't put on the sidelines in the cash markets or in in, in the money market. Uh, you then look for areas that are undervalued, whether it be growth stocks or value stocks, whatever stocks you look at. You say increase the rate of investment to undervalued pockets of the market, and there are undervalued um, uh, pockets as well, aren't there, Stefan? Because it's not it's not been a broad based rally over the last few years. It's been very much a select number of stocks and sectors that have uh, pushed the market high i mean more or less everything's gone up but some things have gone up unequally compared to others yes 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 100 percent correct um yeah referring to cash your your i think you should stay away from that especially uh off air we just spoke about house housing prices increasing yes. um and and i mean in south africa consumers have felt the brunt of the petrol price over the last year uh, so i think it's the biggest risk of all is is staying out of the market and staying in cash. Um, you have to take some risk um, to so make do calculated risk. That's where portfolio allocation and diversification is so important. So you have to know what risk you can take with which uh, with with what portion of money, and and then do take that the, those calculated risks um, within equities. Um, there, there is some undervalued. Uh, stocks. I mean, it's been mostly a concentrated rally, um, or, or, or a concentrated sector of the, of the of the market has pulled the rest of the market upward. And I think it's there, there is extreme value to be found in, you know, as you said, value stocks, um, geographical areas uh, outside of the U.S., emerging markets, uh, Europe, even Japan. Um, so there there is there is a lot of opportunities and. Uh, Whenever there is, how can I say, misallocation of capital, there is money to be made. Okay, your second point is the threat of inflation, which has been something that I've been talking about uh, on my web, on my podcast website uh, for a year now. It's, in fact, it's a little bit longer than a year that I uh, and my fellow commentators identified inflation as starting to potentially become a problem. You say productive cash flow generative assets are better a better hedge against inflation than switching to cash. And I think if you see the interest rates in the United States are close to zero and their inflation rate is 6.2%, I mean, it's a no-brainer to, you have to beat that gap, don't you? And assets like equities have beaten that gap consistently. Yeah, um, I think a couple of months ago, I spoke to you, we also spoke about the topic of inflation and the risk that they pose for markets and 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 since then the markets have just continued to rally upwards. Um, so it just shows how you. There's always risks, and the headlines are always um, blood red. Um, but you, it's 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 not it's not how the market reacts. Um, but yeah, your point on equities being the best edge against inflation. Um, 
most of most businesses or a lot of businesses um, that are cash generated, if they can pass the, the the increase in inflation, they can pass it on to consumers and raise their prices. Uh, so they can they, their profit margins are still intact. So they continue to make money. Um, whereas um, I mean, I think some of these these overstretched stocks um, that are my, not not pure speculation, but largely based on speculation and future income to be earned, not income that's being earned at the moment. I think they might feel the brunt of the inflation sell-off rather than cash generative businesses. Yes, well, we'll keep an eye on inflation. Uh, just when Jay Powell, uh, the chairman of the US Federal Reserve, says uh, it's time to stop using the word transitory, probably means that inflation has actually peaked because he seems to uh, put a curse on uh, things at the moment. But that's, that's another story, another interview. Your third point is time horizon and diversification. You say markets can continue to rally upwards, so don't sit on the sidelines. In other words, it's that old phrase, it's not timing the market, it's your time in the market. Yes, 100%. Um, like I alluded to, it's, it's about building a long-term plan, knowing what risk you can take, uh, and then taking that calculated risk. If you know you've got, you can allocate, you've got your emergency funds all set up and that's in cash money market, it's invested outside of the market, um, then you know you've got a long enough time horizon to ride out the bumps. And then within your you say your risk capital that you do allocate to the market, you you obviously diversify. Um, or, or prudent invest in, investment advice would would always uh, lead to a diversified portfolio. So there you have got your different types of equity. You've got local equity and offshore equity, and and within each bucket, you've got different styles and sectors that you allocate to. So I think I think investors shouldn't lie awake at night. Um, and those that do have some some excess spare cash, I think it would be wise to keep some. Some some powder dry, and I think there might be some some good buying opportunities in the in the near future as well. Inevitably, there will be. Um, you talk about formulating a plan according to the risk that you can take, and it's very much a personal thing, isn't it? It's not just uh, you, you at Brenter say, right, this is what we're going to do. Uh, you're 35 years old, and you're 65 years old, and uh, this is our our plan. You're going to uh, tell people um, different uh, stories according to their aspirations, their age, and their their risk profiles. Um, you say then stick to the plan and uh, and take those risks. The biggest risk of all, you say, is taking no risk at all, which is which is interesting. Um, but that's where a financial planner like yourself comes in, Stefan. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's where the long term relationships are important, um, and the trust between the client and the advisor plays a massive role. Um, it's it's easy when I mean, we, we, you see. With with crypto assets, you see the thousand percent gains that people are making, and it's all over the the short term gains. is is it's all over the news, um, and it's it's all these buzzword stocks and buzzword investments, and it's it's gains now. Um, so it's 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 scary place for investors to, or, or it's hard to stick to a long term plan um, if 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 these sides of short-term gains are out there. But it's all about the risk that you can take. It's like we said, we formulate the plan and we stick to the plan. Um, otherwise, you'll be t- it's, it's a, a case of the, the, the dog t- chasing his own tail. Hmm. Um, and and you, might, you might lose your way along the, 
along your investment journey. Stefan, thanks very much for your wisdom. And thank you very much for your contributions all year. Have a great uh, Christmas and New Year. And we'll speak in 2022, the brave new year, which is almost upon us. Stefan, Janse van Furen is from Brentos Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.